Hello, hello, my beautiful loves. I hope everyone is doing amazing out there. Thank you guys for joining me for the next episode of How to Be a Better Person. These past few months have actually been very interesting and introspective for me, um, and also super busy, but I have nothing to complain about. So um, I've really just been trying to slow down and focus on my own inner work and working with my clients. Um, And sometimes you'll notice when I have a lull in my episodes or my blog posts, that's kind of what I'm doing is I'm kind of working on myself or I'm working on something and then the result ends up being a post or a new podcast episode. So I appreciate your patience in that. Um, But something that has been popping up for me lately is the balance between our masculine and feminine energies. Um, So that's going to be our topic for the day. And I worded the title specifically the way that I did, balancing your inner energies, because I know that, you know, I was reading a Facebook thread on this subject, actually, and something that seemed to really set a lot of people off, or I don't know if they were confused or offended or or what was going on, but the masculine and feminine terminology seems to really throw people off when it comes to this conversation. So I do want to clarify that before we get into the heart of the subject. And I want you guys to understand what it means to talk about masculine and feminine energy versus being male or female. Um, This concept is separate from the gender that you identify with or your sexual orientation. Um, Not to say that these things don't play a factor into the energy that you embody, but at the end of the day, every single individual has both masculine and feminine energy within them. And both of these energies can fall on either the wounded, unhealthy side of the spectrum or the healthy, healed, divine end of the spectrum. Um, And of course, I'll be discussing both. Um, So there's a multitude of different reasons that you might lean heavily into one over the other. Possibly heartbreak or childhood trauma um, or a major reason actually being your childhood attachment style determined by the relationship that you have with your caregivers. I do have an entire episode breaking this down. So if you haven't heard that yet, it might be helpful to listen to if you want a little bit more clarity. It is episode two, I believe. So when you're looking at these energies, I find it really helpful to look at it from an archetype perspective of what the masculine and the feminine energies embody rather than the gender stereotype. Um, I saw some girl in that Facebook thread, she got like super offended at the conversation and was resorting to telling one of the girls to stay in the kitchen making sandwiches if she had an issue with women becoming more like men. And this is literally what I'm talking about by gender stereotypes. Like, that's not what anyone is saying. Nobody is saying that women need to be meek and submissive and can't be CEOs um, in order to embody divine goddess feminine energy. Just as nobody is saying a man who is in touch with his feminine energy is weak or girly. These are false stereotypes and you're, ming- you're mingling two separate concepts. So now that you know what it's not, (laughs) um, I'm going to tell you what it is. Going back to the archetype of the masculine, the divine masculine energy is action-oriented, approaching situations from a place of logic, very driven and structured and focused on doing and going and hustling and grinding and all of that. 
Whereas the divine feminine energy is nurturing and healing, allowing things to flow and being intuitive and empathetic and just receiving, approaching situations from a vulnerable and heart-centered space. When we look at these archetypes, you can see that it's not just helpful, but honestly really necessary for us to have a balance between the two and knowing when to embody which energy. Healthy individuals are able to find this balance instead of navigating the polarity by heavily embodying one extreme or the other depending on the situation. When these energies are off balance, you probably have a difficulty making decisions, being truly vulnerable, or putting plans into action effectively. It can almost kind of be compared to the concept of the left brain versus the right brain. The left brain being more logical and analytical, so of course it's going to be associated with masculine, versus the right brain being more emotional and artistic, therefore feminine. <clears throat> Actually, from a neuroscience, neuroscience perspective, this is super interesting because um, a common myth is that people are more right or left brain dominant, and this is false. When um, there was actually a group of neuroscientists led by Jared Nielsen of Brigham Young University, and they did a study on over a thousand people in order to determine that the human brain actually does not favor one side or the other. So um, the way the, the brain works is that the nerve bundles form pathways that tie both sides of the brain together. So even though, yes, they do function in different ways, they're meant to complement each other and work together as opposed to functioning from one side or the other. So energetically, when you see someone who is heavily off balance and favoring their masculine energy, they might have trouble talking about their feelings um, and being vulnerable. They might trust a pros and cons list over their own intuition and what feels right to them. And they might feel that their sense of worth is tied to how much they can check off of their to-do list. So this wounded masculine energy tends to play out in unhealthy competition, control issues, conflict, and maybe even unnecessary violence. You can kind of get this like mental picture of the energizer bunny <laughs> to the point of burnout because they just don't know how to rest and be and receive. This person is probably good at repressing their trauma and their emotions and numbing via maybe a substance or sex. They're most likely reactive, overly critical, and they don't handle failure or losing well at all. They probably also feel the need to be right all the time and get defensive super easily. So when you look at empowering or healing the masculine energy... It involves taking an active step towards no longer repressing the feminine energy. Um, and this is actually that I'm going to speak to personally, um, even though I am a woman, like I said, that has nothing to do with this. Um, I've spent a great majority of my life heavily leaning into my masculine energy. Um, on a previous episode, I actually discussed with you guys um, how I went through sexual abuse and trauma at a young age. So I'm not going to discuss that again, um, but it obviously led to me feeling super unsafe being soft or feminine around men. Um, and when you combine that with what we call the mother wound, which essentially means that I did not have a positive or healthy relationship with my mom, you can understand how I grew up with a wall around my heart. 
Um, so you know how people make jokes about girls with daddy issues. Um, yeah, I didn't have that. I had mommy issues. <laughs> and for the record, if you're the kind of person who jokes about that, it's actually kind of not funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, I spent many years being incapable of true vulnerability and I've lost count over how many times people have described me as aggressive or intimidating. My mom was super critical of me and not at all empathetic. So growing up, she was not a good example of a safe and nurturing relationship. And that in turn led to me growing up trying to constantly be perfect and having really low self-esteem and not knowing how to soothe myself. So of course I turned to external comfort to make myself feel better. Adults with a mother wound grow up not being able to form too many positive relationships because they have difficulty trusting and being empathetic. So when we talk about healing this, this was, I mean, this was stuff that I worked on for years in therapy. I had to teach myself how to not hold so tightly to my defenses. I had to learn how to set boundaries, not just with my mom, but with a lot of people. And I had to empower myself in a way that I realized she was never going to do. There was a lot of negative self-talk that I had to unlearn, which I had absorbed because of her. And I had to learn to just kind of be authentically. I spent a lot of time trying to project an image of myself to people because I didn't feel comfortable just being who I was and letting people see it. So I kind of had to create what I wanted them to see. And I also had to teach myself the importance of resting on my off days and not tying my worth to my to-do list, like I said earlier. Um, I'm taking bubble baths after a stressful day and self-care. <laughs> was not stuff that I grew up learning. <laughs> Another thing I learned in therapy was the importance of feeling through my emotions instead of repressing them and pretending like I was always good. I was never able to just go to my mom and talk to her about anything, so I grew up leaning on myself. And of course, we know that toxic masculine culture reinforces that having emotions makes you weak, so... It makes sense that I pushed my true emotions down and tried to be unfazed by everything. I also had to teach myself to celebrate my accomplishments and validate myself, working on feeling worthy despite all of the negative things that she said. Um, and I guess also learning to not take it personally and carry that shit around with me, which is super hard. <laughs> Um, I always got the sense that she wasn't happy with the daughter that she got, and she wanted me to be someone else, so there's obviously a lot of resentment behind that. Um, but at the end of the day, none of that was my fault. It was just, you know, obviously she had a lot of issues that she never worked through, so at this point I kind of just do my best to keep her at a distance. So normally you would see a lot more of this imbalance and denial of femininity in men, um... And I've spent like over half of my life running from being girly. So that's just kind of where I fall. But um, true connection and balance and divinity comes from being whole and putting down that persona that we present to the world and embracing both our dark and our light to reference the work of Carl Jung and the shadow self. If you've never heard of the shadow self, it's essentially sort of your unconscious self, the parts of you that you feel like you want to hide from the world for whatever reason. It's something that everyone has, and I'm sure a lot of people choose to run from it, 
But when you're able to incorporate that into your healing, it does work wonders. I actually am working on a short workbook specifically based around shadow work. So if that's something that you're interested in, definitely shoot me a waiting uh, an email so that you can join the waiting list um, and you'll be notified as soon as it's available. So um, you can email Natasha at brightsoulhealing.com with the subject line shadow work. Okay, so moving right along, um, we are now going to talk about healing the wounded feminine and embracing the masculine energies, which I know might be a little backwards because typically you would go from discussing the wounded feminine into the empowered feminine, but obviously I'm approaching this from my personal perspective because that's where my experience lies. Um, and I know, I also do want to say that I know that there are a lot of you out there listening to this and I am hoping that regardless of the gender that you choose to identify with, you're able to kind of apply this to your own life however you feel like it fits and that it resonates. And also that hopefully I'm presenting it in a way that's not insensitive to anyone. Um, talking about the flip side of the coin, the wounded feminine, the father wound, and embracing the divine masculine energies... So the wounded feminine is going to be kind of more the damsel in distress, waiting to be saved and being comfortable in the victim role. They're possibly needy and manipulative, chasing and I don't want to say begging for love, but begging for love. This person has difficulty asking for what they need despite a probable tendency to overshare with people and they kind of lack self-worth that would keep them from getting too easily attached and seeking external validation. So they have this tendency to compromise their values for others. This is someone who has a lot of negative self-talk and doesn't feel comfortable setting boundaries. They're people-pleasing and always over-apologizing and explaining things. And they also probably carry a lot of shame or guilt and are codependent. So when you think of this from the perspective of <clears throat> like someone who has daddy issues, right? This isn't about someone who puts out on the first date or likes to be dominated sexually. This is someone who fears being abandoned and maybe they come across as desperate because they have difficulty saying no. I mean, they never had that like paternal love, right? So they never had a secure father figure and de therefore developed an insecure attachment style growing up. So, of course, the father wound is the absence of fatherly love at developmental ages, resulting in low self-esteem, overly loose or rigid boundaries, and emotionally unavailable relationships. Typically, this individual will probably seek to replicate that father fatherly relationship with a partner. And I'm... I'm I doubt this applies to anyone, but I do understand that there are people out there who do want to chase after someone specifically because they have daddy issues. So I, like I said, I doubt this is any of my listeners, but for those people, I just want you guys to know that you're preying on a deeply rooted vulnerability and that's super disgusting and manipulative. As I said earlier, the father wound can apply regardless of the gender that you choose to identify with. Um, it's the relationship with your caregivers that determines your attachment style. So for someone with a wounded feminine energy, in order to achieve balance, you of course want to nourish the masculine energies a little bit. So the divine masculine energy is present and non-judgmental. 
Someone with a healed masculine energy can create a safe and supportive environment. They know how to be encouraging and honest and humble and they move with integrity. They don't take things personally. They're not afraid to be vulnerable and communicate their feelings. And they're disciplined. They're able to take accountability for things. They're also able to be decisive and assertive for the things that they want. So at the end of the day, there, um, there's a lot. There's so much that goes into creating these imbalances. Um, and it is definitely possible to have both wounded and wounded feminine and masculine energies. So as I mentioned earlier, they do play off of each other. And taking the step to heal and cultivate one energy will help to grow the other. Being balanced in these energies will help you attract and create healthy relationships, set appropriate boundaries, and walk in your purpose. This is just another aspect of how to be a better person. Um, so I feel like that pretty much covers healing both ends of the spectrum. But if you guys have any questions about this, you know how to reach me. Um, some of you will probably need to do a little bit of deeper work regarding this if you have attachment issues that evolved into this dynamic. So um, you are welcome to send me an email, uh, post in my Facebook group, and you can now actually even book a single one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. I do offer these if you're just looking for a little bit of guidance without wanting to commit to the program, and they can actually be booked directly off of my website. So, um, and real quick, I also just want to say that if you've been listening to my podcast from the start, I do want to thank you guys so much for being here and for your support. It is so amazing that I'm getting to reach people all over the world and the feedback that I get from you guys means the absolute world to me. Um, I know that I can be <laughs> awkward and inconsistent, um, and I never would have guessed that I would be where I am now if you had asked me when I started this podcast a year ago. It's been just a beautiful journey, and um, I appreciate all of my listeners so much. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and check out the next episode coming soon. It'll be on pouring into your own cup, and yeah, have a great week. <laughs>